Ariana Krollmeister here, sneaking in before the podcast starts. Just a little trigger warning, today's episode focuses pretty intently on suicide and suicidal ideations. Because of the personal nature of this, we speak very frankly, and that might not be what you want to listen to in the wrong headspace. Suicide is very serious and permanent, so even if you don't listen to this episode, we always advocate that if you or someone you love is considering suicide, you reach out to a loved one, a professional, a suicide hotline, or someone who can help or even just listen. You'd be amazed how much talking can help. Please take care of yourselves and one another. And without further ado, here comes the episode. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Marisa. I'm Ariana. And we're the Chromeister sisters. As a reminder, this podcast is rated T for Teen for strong language and mature themes. Don't like that? Then you're in the wrong place, my friend. How did you get here? Get out. Go. <laughs> if you want more Nancy Drew content uh, in a clean family setting, you can head on over to Tammy Tucky's podcast, Unlocked, where I hear sometimes, occasionally, once in a blue moon, she talks to people about things. And stuff. <laughs> So what are we talking about tonight, sister? Oh, we're going to keep it real light tonight, sister. We're going to uh <laughs> we're going to talk about uh the uh the true life of 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 I I don't have the notes up. Um <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Give me a sec. <laughs> I'm, I'll wait. We'll wait. I have to say that I really liked when uh you, were, you counted down, and then you got to one, and one of my neighbors slammed their door, and I was like, good, get it out of the way. <laughs> Where is it? I'm dying. <laughs> is that it? Is this episode 182? Yes. Yes. Open. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, today... Five minutes later. Today, <laughs> we're looking at what really happened to Kasumi Shimizu. Yeah, so last week, when we're <laughs> recording this, last week there was a speed running relay race um, for Nancy, the Nancy Drew Games, an entire series. It was really awesome. Um, and... While I was watching this portion on Shadow at the Water's Edge, someone in chat said, well, what do you think really happened to Kasumi? Um, <laughs> and well, let I, me tell you, friend. <laughs> I said in the chat, I was like, it's implied that she committed suicide. And one of the commentators on stream was like, no, it's not. Um, and I'm like, I mean, it was. Yeah. And then Karen of Karen Plays Nancy Drew said, I mean... When I was playing another time, I found another letter by the teapot that did really lend to that theory. And someone goes, what letter by the teapot? (laughs) And I'm like, oh, I see. Is that one that a bunch of people just didn't find? Um, And the answer to that is apparently Apparently, yes. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of people didn't find that one, which is interesting. Uh, So... What we're going to do is we're going to talk about what, like, in text we have to talk about Kasumi, which, by the way, it's pronounced Kasumi, 
Just like it's pronounced Miwako and it's pronounced Rentaro. Just putting that out there. <laughs> Sorry. Is this a problem? Yes. <laughs> Just going a little crazy. Uh-oh. <laughs> Just listening to other people say the words. And Nancy herself the entire time. Miwako. Rentaro. It's like... <gasps> Rentaro. Rentaro. <laughs> really, really hit those R's. Let them know you're American. Yeah. So, first things first. The letters. This is what we have. We have four letters that we can find in the game, plus one letter that's kind of a will situation, in uh, which is later. So <laughs> we have four different ones we can find. There is one in Yumi's apartment. There is one in the puzzle box by the front desk. There is one in the culture room, which is by where you open to get the teapot. And then there's the last one under the bridge that you have to do fold into origami. Mm -hmm. So the general gist of these, um, of these letters, right? Yeah. Are all pretty intense, to be honest. Um, but like the first one we get in, uh, in Yumi's apartment, right? It's just, she's talking, all of these are letters to her friend, Marianne. We don't know exactly who Marianne is. It seems like they grew up together, perhaps. Marianne now lives in the United States. She has a family. Um, that's what we know about Marianne. So to me, I always assumed that she was like a Navy brat or something. Like her dad was stationed there and that's how they met. Um, so that's my personal headcanon on that. There is nothing to say we actually know Mm-hmm. how she met Marianne. Did they just meet? Well, they, they, she says that they knew each other as children, so it can't just be that they were pen pals. Yeah. I I feel like I always kind of figured it was one of those um, missionary school things. Mm. So yeah. we've known some people who've gone to missionary school in uh, in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Didn't, didn't know that was a thing. Apparently. But yeah, that's kind of what I've, I've assumed. Yeah, so basically all of these letters are ones that Kasumi never got to send to Marianne, obviously, because we are reading them instead. The first one is just about talking about how, like, Yumi and Miwako are... Do we want to read them? Uh, yeah, sure, we can read them. Okay. So the one in Yumi's... uh place is, as usual, these letters are piling up and I haven't made it to the post office. It was great seeing you uh, during your visit. Hurry back soon. I hope, I know I promised, sorry, it's a little fuzzy because I was getting all of these from (laughs) screenshots uh, from YouTube videos uh, (laughs) I couldn't just find the screenshots anywhere. Um, It was great seeing you during your visit. Hurry back soon. I know I promised to make my way over to the States. But life always has other plans. The girls are keeping me busy, and the Ryokan is double booked as usual. Yumi wanted me to tell you that she had a nice time during your visit, although it would be hard to tell with her pouting for the... Cheap seats. Pouting for the cheap seats the whole time? Yeah, I assume that's like pouting about the cheap seats, about how they were cheap seats. Yeah. She and Miyoko have been at each other's throats lately. It's ugly. 
I hope it's a phase, but I'm beginning to worry that it might not be. Cassie and Ben are such good friends. I wish I knew your secret. They're so different, you know. They remind me of you and me when we were kids. You were always so serious, and I was always doing my best to get you in trouble. I think that's what made us such good friends. But for the two of them, it's always a battle. Enough of that. Send my love to the family. I can't wait to see you again. So from that, we hear, you know, she's having a tough time with Yumi and Miwako, but mm-hmm. everything's going great at the Ryukon and everything. Yes. Uh, also, I don't think I've ever caught really that, I guess, Marianne has a, a son and a daughter. Yeah, she has children as well. <laughs> I never really caught that part of the letter. Anyway, also, double booked as usual, bad business, just saying. <laughs> um, but yeah. It is. Uh, is the next one? Uh, that's the one in the okay, puzzle box. Is. Yes. So okay. if you want to read that one. I was making sure. Okay. Um, the one in the puzzle box. It's finally winter. You'll be here in a few weeks, and I might just end up giving you this letter in person. Sorry. It snowed for the first time last night. It's always my favorite night of the year. Miwako and Ventoro came in the house looking like a couple of snowmen. <laughs> we had hot tea by the fire and for a full ten minutes... Rentero was too cold to talk. That was really nice. <laughs> God. Uh, it had been a, a while since I had spent any time around Miwako, and for once I caught her in a chatty mood. She's gotten so quiet lately. She's been like a shadow wandering around. Oh, shadow. She's the shadow at the water's edge. Sorry. Around the house. But last night she was back to the funny, goofy girl I remember from not long ago it's it's like four down on the next screenshot sorry from long long ago there we go i had to actually find it (laughs) Uh, then you won't believe this yumi came in and joined us of her own free will and then my mother came in and we all played a game no one was forced to join in there was no bickering rentero didn't even have a freak out over the rules midway through it was like a gift from the universe i knew that I knew that in the morning we'd be back to bickering, the complaining, the moody silences, but it didn't matter. One night like that is worth years of near misses. So that's like, you know, nice. She's doing okay in this one. Things are okay. Yes. It's, um... However. (laughs) I'll dissect that one in a bit. Yeah. We want to yeah. read them all and then just... Yeah, and then okay. go into them. Okay. <laughs> so the one that people apparently missed, because <laughs> this one is not as obvious to find, um, but I think has the most insight into how she was feeling. Um, Dear Marianne, you're my best friend. You've always been. I want you to know that no matter what happens, you made my life a happier, safer, more interesting place. You have a beautiful family. You should be very proud of the life you've made. You deserve all the happiness in life, and I hope that it finds you. I'm in a strange mood these days. I don't know... I don't know what's come over me. I worry. I worry about just everything. It's like I can see behind everything. Like I can see the, uh, the mechanics that move everything and everyone. I don't know how to explain it. It's like I've stepped outside of my life as I know it, and no matter how much I try to step back in, I can't. I don't fit anymore. I fit less and less every day. I'm scared. Every night I go to bed hoping the feeling will be gone when I wake up. This is rough. Yeah. 
Um, and then her and then... final letter that we find uh, under the bridge that we fold into origami. Yes. Uh, thank you for your last letter. It could not have come at a better time. My mother is making me crazy. We're beyond busy here with the festival, and she wants to share... I'm sorry, she wants to fire half of the staff. Correction, she has fired half of the staff. If I ever become a weird perfectionist, smack me in the... Smack me silly. Sorry, it's really hard to read. (laughs) Yumi's birthday was yesterday, and not surprisingly, there was drama. At dinner, my mother asked her if she was ready to start learning how to run the Ryokan, and this led to a fight. Everything is a sore subject with that girl these days, but lately, mentioning her running the Ryokan is pretty much just a pick, is just picking a fight. I remember what I was like when I was her age, wanting to see the world, but I never hated it here. I don't get it. I have to get back to work. So. So those are the letters to Marianne. <laughs> those are the letters to Marianne, and that one is the one that... I think she obviously was never going to send because she turned it into a clue for where Mm -hmm. she put the rest of the numbers. So let's talk about the letters. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about the letters. Before we move on, let's talk about the letters. So this is what we have. These are, I feel like, a much clearer look into Kasumi's, like, state of mind yeah uh, before her death and it tends to be pretty frustrated going from frustrated and sad to happy to just straight up depressed yeah like incredibly depressed <laughs> the one in the cultural sent the culture room is so like to a t someone who is so depressed yeah yeah, um, and I really want to point out the that hopeful one, the, it's finally winter, um, yeah. and she's talking about how they had a good thing, and it was great. Those are, for those who don't know, those are kind of those, like, last-ditch thoughts before depression really, like, starts to try to take over. Those are your finding the small, happy things in life, um... Yeah, it's not so bad. I sh- I'm not really depressed. It's fine. See, we had this great night, and everything was fine for this night. So maybe we'll not be fine all the time, but, you know, a- at least I know that there will be moments when we're fine. Yeah. <laughs> and it hurts. It does. It really does. There, None of them read as someone who's, like, having a great time (laughs) no not not really no um especially like obviously that third one is just like oof yeah i feel like that one is just like the most uh obvious she's just exhausted like yeah there's the one where she says she goes to sleep hoping and that's that's like when you you feel at your lowest and then the Next one is when you're just too tired to care anymore. Yeah. You just don't get anything and you're done. Yep. And it's just like, 
I don't get it. I have to get back to work. It just... <laughs> All of these letters just make me cry. Yeah. <laughs> As you guys can hear, because I'm sniffling. <laughs> but I refuse to let my mascara run. I'm just, it was a bad plan, sister. <laughs> it was to try and stop me from crying. <laughs> I can't cry if I have mascara on. <laughs> Where's the logic? <laughs> uh, the logic is that... <laughs> I, I just said it. I don't want the <laughs> mascara to run, so if I put it on, I won't cry. <laughs> Ignore the tears going down my face. They're not real. <laughs> oh, okay. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so. <sighs> yeah. She never, and these are the ones she never sent as well. Yeah, just, uh, I can only imagine the ones that she did send, what we're missing but yeah. Did she only send the happy ones and we're only getting a taste of the ones she didn't like she thought were too bad to send or something? Is mm-hmm. that what we have going on? Or I don't know. So, there's our first little look into and I totally who she was. get her as a letter writer because like yeah. whenever I've like tried to write letters, I will I still, I have letter, I have letters sitting around from when Lila was born, I, uh, Sarah's kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. just like. And she's what, four now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amazing. But yeah. So that's like lead up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm assuming that last one is, we're talking about Yumi's birthday. I'm assuming that's her 15th birthday. Yeah. Um, because that's when, supposedly, she gave Yumi her half of the numbers to to solve the um, the nonogram. Mm-hmm. The monster nonogram. The monstergram. The monstergram. <laughs> so, that sounds like something that, like, horror <laughs> artists use for Instagram. <laughs> yes. But then we see her i i always call it her will but it's not really a will it's her letter to her daughters that she puts in the safe um which is basically a will Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's basically what she's done so for some reason this 42 year old woman Mm -hmm. wrote a letter to her daughters saying she would probably die soon like she didn't die of a disease. She just No, it's fell not like she died, had supposedly. like yeah, she didn't even have like anime mom disease or something. She just So let's read the letter. <laughs> to my daughters. I hope that you will never need to see this note, but I'm worried that I might be leaving you much sooner than I want to. There are a few things you need to know. First, you need to take care of each other. If you've found this, it's because you've worked together. Keep it up. On your 15th birthday, I will give you each half of what you needed to find this note. So she planned this before Yumi's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you'll be able to work things out with e- between each other if you try. Please try as a favor to me. Second, the Ryukon is just a place and nothing more. Neither of you have to stay to take care of it. These are your lives. You have to live in a way that makes you happy. All I ask is that you work out your decision together. Finally, if you're reading this, then I'm sorry. If I had my way, I'd be there for you always. (laughs) You want to read the last paragraph? Yeah, I'll read the last paragraph. 
uh, for you always. Take care of each other and take care of your grandmother. I know she disagrees with what I want for you two, but don't stake that. Per- don't take that personally. That makes more sense. Uh, in her own way, she only wants what's best for you two. So, why would a perfectly healthy <laughs> 42-year-old woman um, write um, this? Unless y'all are, are going to tell me that she was psychic and knew some ill portends was in the future and that made her depressed for a while. Or maybe she wasn't depressed and she, everything's at face value is that she can see behind everything uh, and see the mechanics that move everything and everyone. Yeah. So maybe yeah. it was just, you know, she was just psychic. Maybe. Or so, maybe, hear me out, mental illness. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's- yeah. <laughs> and then the fact that she went through the effort of making that she wrote that letter to Marianne and then turned that into an origami thing mm-hmm. and hid it because she didn't live to see Miwako's 15th birthday. That tells me that she, like, because if someone was planning on then giving it to her daughter in two years, mm-hmm. she would have kept it, but she didn't. She went through the effort to hide it like that. Yeah. Like. (laughs) These do not make sense for somebody who just had an accident. They just don't. No. At all. So the last of the facts that we have that are not colored by someone's, like, perception of what happened is the article that we um, ask people to to read to us. Uh, and then everyone says no, and Miwako kills you. <laughs> Miwako just straight Miwako, up kills you. Yeah, you're fucking dead. You just die. You get murdered. <laughs> one, of the, one of the second chance screens literally says, well, at least it was Miwako who got you and not the ghost. Wait, what do you mean Miwako's in her room? What? What? <laughs> Is that second chance screen, like, suggesting that the ghost killed Nancy in that moment? I'm... What? (laughs) Did Kasumi's ghost just go, stop torturing my daughter? Right. And just murders her. What the fuck? (laughs) Okay. So, the article that Logan translates for us is this. Last evening, officers responded to an emergency call from 15-year-old Shimisu Yumi after she found her mother, Shimisu Kasumi, 42, who runs the Ryukan Hiye, lying unconscious in the indoor Ryukan bath. After arriving, emergency crews were unable to revive the apparent drowning victim. Police are currently treating the case as a crime, but have yet to press charges. If this is an accident, and then the article cuts off there. I'm sorry. First off, they call her a drowning victim. Yeah. They don't say that she hit her head. Yeah. They also say they are treating it as a crime. Which means there would be signs of her thrashing around, which goes to say she wasn't unconscious and drowned. 
And then, if this is an accident, it says at the very end of it, and then it yeah. cuts off. <sighs> this, I mean, yeah. There's, there's, there's no, there's no head wound mentioned. There's no. Uh, she drowned. She drowned. She was a drowning victim in a small pool of water, basically. Because mm-hmm. we go in those baths. They're, like, three feet deep. Yeah. Which is, like, you can drown in three feet deep, but it takes a lot of effort to drown a, a 42-year-old woman in that kind of, like, mm-hmm. a child, yes, sure. But, like, a grown, a grown woman. woman. <laughs> you don't just drown. <laughs> In that small amount of water. No, it doesn't make sense. So that's what we get. Those are our facts. We have the letters, the will, and the article. Everything else comes from other people. And really the only person we get to talk about the situation is Takai. Mm -hmm. So that brings us to the next section. Takai and Yumi both feel guilt and like responsibility mm-hmm. for her death why because that's the real question here is why do they feel guilt about this mm-hmm. um especially with takai right mm-hmm. I, i'm saying her name wrong i apologize takai takai is that takai takai okay. yeah takai says it's her fault she says That she was supposed to clean the baths herself, but she pretended to be sick so that Kasumi wouldn't go out and see Marianne. And so she had Kasumi clean the baths. The, the, Mm. like, more natural looking baths, right? And she says that she never let Kasumi clean those baths before. They were very slippery and only she had the knowledge of how to get around them properly. Yeah. That seems so unlikely to me. <laughs> it really does, doesn't it? <laughs> uh especially since so then what does she her was reasoning running... matter? Like if if it really was an accident, an accident then what does her right? reasoning for keeping her there matter? The reason exactly. it matters because it's she knows that it's it's she feels like be- she made her daughter unhappy, and that's yes. why. And that's when she uses the sparrow analogy. And that is really, really telling. So let's just first off say that suicide is a taboo yeah. in Japanese culture. Oh, yes. So it is... It is a huge taboo. Mm-hmm. And at the time that this came out, there was a huge spike in suicide rates in Japan. It's back down to lower than the U.S., mm-hmm. but still higher than, you know, European countries on average, right? Yes. Um, obviously, the U.S. has very high suicide rates, so, like, you know. But... We're like, fuck you, Japan. We're going to take it further. <laughs> 
Yeah. But basically after the recession, it was, a, it was really bad for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has gone back down, thankfully. So, but at the time it was, but it was still a very huge, like, taboo. And if someone did kill themselves, it was not talked about in that way. Yeah. Like, we're not going to say they died by suicide, right? That's not how it is. <laughs> um, so the fact that they no one says it doesn't mean that it didn't happen. Yeah, Like, exactly. I just want to put that out there. I know other people are like, um, but they, they say it's an accident, so <laughs> it's an accident? No. So the sparrow analogy, if you guys somehow have forgotten or have not played the game, and if you haven't played the game, you shouldn't have been listening to any of this. Right? This was a bad pitch for listening. This is a bad episode. <laughs> but first off, Takai says that basically that Marianne was encouraging Kasumi to like question her place at the Rikan, and she felt, Takai felt that Marianne was... Um, encouraging her to leave. Yeah. We don't know if that's true or not, but that's what she felt. Mm-hmm. So she gives us this analogy of when she was a little girl, she had a sparrow that would come to her room sometimes, and she was in love with it, so she used seeds to try and lure the sparrow into her room because she loved it so much and she wanted to keep it. And then that day she lured the sparrow in, and she closed the window, and the sparrow freaked out, and just was trying to get out no matter what. So she opened the doors, trying to let the sparrow out, opened the windows, and Nancy asks, did the sparrow make it out? And Takai says, she says, Kasumi wants to, right? She doesn't answer that question. It's obvious that in this yeah. story she's telling, the sparrow didn't make it out. Yeah. So she's saying this about Kasumi. Is she talking about this about Kasumi's life or her what she thinks is her spirit is waiting there? Yeah. I I feel like it's a little of both because yes. it's it's like she feels that that yes it is Kasumi haunting this place because I drove her to suicide and because she committed suicide. Her um, her spirit is is um, what's what am I looking for? Um, Trapped. Well, I mean, yes, but no. Uh, is dishonored, and so she can't like. <laughs> One second, the cat closed the door on herself. <laughs> Hi, baby girl. Let's open it back up. Yes. Oh. There you go. Poor baby. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. It was a, a moment of levity in this, yeah. <laughs> you know, heavy section. Yeah. What you were saying, though. Oh, no, but I think that uh, she's, because that is one of the ways in which they believe it is punishment for suicide is you're, you know your spirit cannot go to where your ancestors are. Yeah. It, it can't, it, you are now stuck. Found. You know, yeah. you're 
going to turn into a demon, basically. Um, and she feels like she forced that on her daughter. She's like, and and, and I wanted and to keep her closer. She, she wanted to keep her and closer, it, and it ruined not only her life but made her stuck here in death. Yeah, and I can imagine that being an absolute nightmare. Yeah, like for 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 I mean, yeah, for Kasumi, but for for Takai because she clearly has the understanding that she was just being selfish and trying to hold her there. Um, and so she's taking the whole burden on herself and it is heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. So then, then we move on. (laughs) Why does Yumi feel guilt in this situation? She found her mother's body. Mm -hmm. So that's traumatic as fuck. Right? Yeah. We know this. We know that she found her body. And why then does Rentaro use the... He uses that letter that's in Yumi's apartment, right? Mm-hmm. On the window is that haunt that it ends up... It's for... It's meant for Yumi, but it ends up being... Seen by Nancy. Seen by Nancy. Yeah. Where it uses that, like, letter, and then it just shows the, I know your secret, Yumi. I can't wait to see you soon, or whatever it is at the end. Mm-hmm. What is the Rentaro alluding to here? Because we know that he and yeah. Yumi are friends. They hang out. They talk. That's how he had access to her apartment mm-hmm. to stage that, which we know from what Yumi says that sometimes he stays there. Yep. What Yeah. is her secret? We never really find out. And the only thing that we can uh, think of contextually is she didn't want to run the ryukan and so she maybe thinks she was just a very difficult teenager she was very adamant about not wanting to run the ryukan and does she then take that to mean she drove her mother yeah like that's the is that what Yumi thinks? I, I yeah. Like I think I that don't I, understand why Yumi would feel guilty if mm-hmm. it was an accident. Yeah, it's like was it, it? She wasn't supposed to clean. It's not like I, there's there's no reason yeah. for her to ever feel guilty. Exactly, she didn't. It, if anything, at that moment. She wasn't, like, the only thing we can I can think of, right, is if she went in there and she blames herself for not calling an ambulance soon enough, or she thinks maybe she had been alive when she found her. I don't know. Something there. I should have found her sooner. I, yeah. <sighs> Those are the... And even then, she doesn't speak to any of that. The things that she no. speaks to are not wanting to run the Ryukan. Yeah. 
And so this lends credence to she feels like she uh, was too difficult and that's why her mom committed suicide. I have to say that Yumi and Takai's storylines are just distressing, but uh, they are beautiful and beautifully written because these are reactions to suicide for, for loved ones. It, you know the so we see uh, the suicidal thoughts in uh, Kasumi in her letters, in her you know all that, and then we see how that suicide so we see how suicide affects the person who who was who, who, suicidal thoughts rather to yeah. that that bring them there and we see the fallout what happens to the people that are left behind yeah. um and that's a thing that i think people who don't have a history of depression or suicidal ideation don't understand that it's not all about this is I, this entire. I'm gonna have to put a trigger. Oh on no! I, I, I already said I, I'm, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, I, I said no. I thought I'm gonna record a. a hey guys, a little thing this is Ariana. Like, hey, we're gonna talk about you know death by suicide, the suicidal ideation, <laughs> depression, <laughs> trauma. Yeah. But um, for people who are not don't know, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't know. That suicidal ideation is not simply, I want to kill myself, I am planning on killing myself. Yeah. Suicidal thoughts also include not being able to see yourself in the future. Mm-hmm. They include wishing you just didn't have to live. Yeah. Um, the I, old, mean, I don't want to be dead, I just want to not exist. Exactly. Yeah. I just want to be, like, right outside of life. I don't want to die. I just don't want to be here. Um, And you see that specifically in... I'm worried that I might be leaving you much sooner than I want to. Because she's feeling like she could be the burden. Because she feels she's too weak she feels she's not enough she you know <sighs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean as someone who literally um uh, is turning 30 at the end of this year <laughs> and didn't think i would reach the age of 18 yeah it hits hard <laughs> yeah especially since i don't i don't know what to do with my life now <laughs> Right? I thought I'd be dead by now. What are you fucking talking Exactly. Yeah. So, it is, I think, maybe because both of us have been there. Yeah. We are reading that into the situation. So, what really happened? Face value. The one that a lot of the fandom does just believe. Mm -hmm. She slipped in the baths. She fell. She hit her head. She drowned. It was an accident. There's just... Maybe they didn't put it in the uh, article in, because... Yeah, maybe they, they hadn't they, done the because autopsy they did, yet. They, they did say, uh, we are treating this as a crime. And so they may withhold 
certain parts of pieces of evidence so that it's not yeah. you know widely known to the public that's very possible very possible but what do we think happened she done did kill herself i think yeah. she she died by suicide she i don't know what i i wonder based on the fact that um um, well, the fact that it's considered a crime, a possible homicide, and the fact that, um, when Rentero, there we go, I fucking blanked on his name. <laughs> I went through, like, every R name I could think of, um, in Japanese. Uh, <laughs> and, <Risa? laughs> uh, um, but no, why did he use net to try to drown Nancy and since we like don't hear anything about like uh cost there's no like rocks in there for Kasumi to, to drown herself there's I mean like I mean there I have are to wonder some... if maybe that's how she hmm. did it maybe that's very possible um there are rocks in there though there are okay um, there are. Are there big enough that she can put it on her chest? Oh, I don't know. That's what you'd need, really, for that. Yeah. Or just to go face... otherwise, otherwise you'll, like... Never mind. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm reminded of um, a story I read in college, in my creative writing class. There was a girl in my class who wrote this amazing story. It English was her second language, but she wrote the story... It was, like, the most impactful story I've ever read, where basically girl ends up finding um, the body of this other woman, um, and a child also is there and sees it. And the child is convinced this is a crime. This is a murder. And the main character of the story is talking to him and, like, she could have just killed herself, right? This is something that could have happened. And the kid says, no one can do that because my mom tried to do that and sh- with me and she ended up giving up because we couldn't stay down, basically. And that is what this reminds me of. <laughs> like, it, you have to really want to drown to drown. Yeah. Um we're dark tonight sorry guys i'm sorry uh, that's see, why we're putting a trigger warning at the beginning yeah. of this episode now i was uh i i honestly uh, continue to think of <laughs> spoilers for secret life of bees um oh yeah june um yeah yeah she so she takes a, a stone puts herself in the water because yeah. she feels things more than other people is how they put it and yeah. June is the best character in that book. Yeah. They didn't do her so, justice in the movie. Yeah. But anyway. That's just... That's what we think. Yes. That's that's what we think. And keeping it civil, what do you guys think? <laughs> what do you guys think? I would actually really like to know what people mm-hmm. think. Especially if we've given you all of the facts that we have... In the game. Mm -hmm. Just take away what we have said, how we feel about it, and look at these letters and listen to them. Um, Maybe I'll try to 
link to them or something. Mm-hmm. And see what you think from all of these things put together. Because for me, I can't see what else it could be. I don't know why else a perfectly healthy 42-year-old woman would write that kind of letter to her children. Unless she wasn't healthy and she was actually, like, there's something else at play that we somehow don't know about. But that's what we think. (laughs) What do you guys think? You can tell. Oh my god, that sounds, <laughs> this is such a shitty way, but yeah, you know? <sighs> yeah, so what do you guys think? We would like to hear it on our Discord. That's where we will definitely see what you say, is if you mm-hmm. come to our Discord. Yeah. Um, or our Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, or our fancy website, chromeistersisters.nifetclub.com. Yeah, you can also find us on Apple Podcast and Google Podcast and Spotify. And in those places, you can be like, hey, these chicks are so good because they make sure to put trigger warnings at the beginning of difficult episodes because we're gonna, I promise. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you would like to support us, you can subscribe to us on Twitch to get access to our cute little wine glass emote and many other emotes. You can also get access to Podcast Night VODs and the backer channel on our Discord. Or you could support us over on patreon.com slash Sisters to get access to Podcast Night VODs, stream cat pictures, the backer channel on our Discord, and you get to tell us what to talk about. So yeah, as a reminder, I'm Marisa. I'm Mariana. And we're the Curlmeister Sisters, and we're asking you guys to stay sleuthy. Just another reminder, if you or someone you know is struggling with suicidal thoughts or depression, please reach out for help. In the description, we're including a link to the list of suicide hotlines to call or text all over the world. Please be safe and kind to yourselves and one another. And know that I love you. You can do this, Super Sleuths.